0: Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Rev. Albert Okran. Faithful is he who has called you who also will do it. First
1: Thessalonians chapter 5 and the verse 24. Good evening and welcome to another matriculation of tonight's Springboard, your virtual university. We are live from digital address GA0993341. Springboard is a multimedia educational and personal development intervention, the biggest and the most consistent of its kind, running since August the 4th, 2008. And that means last week we crossed a major milestone in the history of this broadcast which Springboard at 10. And we had the privilege of having in the studio Albert Kofiogusu, my first programs director, as I appreciated the two Kofis who have been instrumental in those broadcasts over the years. I'm sure there are several others I would like to acknowledge. But let me start by saying that this program is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and your superstition Joy 99.7 FM, and we are proudly sponsored by Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank, MTN Ghana's number one network, and Central University Ghana's. Foremost private university. Our print media support comes from the Graphic Business, and in Tuesday's edition of the Graphic Business, find a special article on the Springboard page on page 18 of the Graphic Business, and you will find very insightful thoughts that will inspire you, motivate you, and give you direction for the week. On behalf of the Virtual Academic Board, superintended by Comfort, with support from Matthew. Amos, Priscilla, and Emmanuel. Let me thank you for joining us on Joy 99.7 FM. It's exactly four days to the Festival of Ideas and on Thursday, the finest of Ghana's business leaders will gather. I said Thursday, that means exactly four days. The 16th is the date. If you haven't as yet registered or booked to be at the Festival of Ideas, you don't want to miss the Festival of Ideas. The, the afternoon or the morning session will close with lunch and it will be for the middle management executives aiming at becoming CEO or ex-co-members, directors of, the, of their companies and organizations, it will focus on what it takes to rise to the highest level in your chosen field. And whatever your field Definitely, we will be talking about that field. And the lineup is simple. In every field, we have a breakout session that will be looking at that field. And so we have a breakout on finance and budgeting, one on human capital development or HR as you call it, one on project management. I got somebody from the US in town who says, I'm coming for the project management one because that's what I am doing currently in the US. We have one on sales and marketing, one on corporate communications, one on good governance, one on the pillars of the digital economy, one on corporate compliance, one on procurement supply chain and logistics and that big one on social media. Ten breakout sessions after the plenaries which will be handled by myself Mrs. Elsie Awaji of the Bank of Ghana and Franklin Asari of Oracle. If you haven't as yet registered, there's a reason why you must register. It will be a networking session with peers seeking to rise to the highest level, and one idea can change your business. When I come back from the break, I'll tell you about the evening session and why you just can't afford to miss it if you are a CEO or a director of an organization. Let me stop and pay my respects to... MTN to Echo Bank and to Central University and then when I come back I'm going to tell you why Springboard at 10 is about to take a different 10 from tonight. Please don't go away.
2: One, two, three, four. Oh,
3: don't worry, Grandpa. There are still five ripe and 15 unripe mangoes on that tree.
2: <laughs> and that's my boy.
3: Grandpa... It's still 1.2 kilograms of rice in the container. My
1: boy. And how much credit did I spend last week?
3: Well, you spent five CDs on calls, two megabytes on data, and you sent five SMSs.
1: We are the first network that tells you exactly what you have spent and when you spent it. Dial star 545 hash to access your statement on MTN everywhere you go. Central University has new programs for the 2018-2019 academic year. BA in Sociology and Social Work, BSc in Psychology and Planning, MA in Teaching English as a Foreign Language, Doctor of Pharmacy, PharmD. Save travel time and costs with our online and distance learning programs. Central University offers a safe and serene learning environment, world-class education, That is hands-on and engaging with well-equipped facilities. The 2018-2019 admissions are open. Apply now for new and existing programs. Call 0307-020-540. Visit www.central.edu.gh. Running a local company? Ready to grow faster, go further? Well, now you can. With faster targeted solutions from EcoBank Commercial Banking. Our easy to use digital platforms and super responsive service can help you deliver smarter collection, payments, and trade solutions for your business right away. To get our powerful Pan-African platform working for you starting today, contact a dedicated relationship manager with local corporate expertise at cmbghana at echobank.com or use our easy self-service solutions at ecobank.com. Echobank, the Pan-African Bank. All right, so it's 11 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. This is Springboard of Virtual University. And tonight, we continue with our celebration of Springboard at 10. What do we celebrate? We are reviewing the past, situating the present, and projecting into the future. And so, on the 2nd of November 2008, we began our first Leadership series, having started a program on the fourth of August, just a couple of months before. So, on the second of November, we had the first guest in our leadership series. And as I listened to the playback of the thoughts that were shared, I asked myself, ten years on, the thoughts are so poignant, so relevant, so insightful. And the guest that day was the Reverend or the Archbishop Charles Gabriel Palmer Buckle. He spoke about everything from his dancing skills to his perception about leadership to the nation, to food, to ethnic diversity and the unity of the nation. You just don't want to miss this one. Enjoy the discussion with Springboard. In the Springboard Classics with the Reverend or Archbishop Charles Gabriel Baco. and by the way, did you know that at that time, the interviews were conducted jointly by Comfort and I? If you hear that beautiful voice on in the, in the interview, that's the voice of Comfort. I miss that voice on the show. Enjoy this one, please, and
4: I have actually been thinking very much about who is a leader, mm. and maybe this is where my professional bias comes in, as a church man. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus gives me the answer when he says I am the Good Shepherd and goes on to say that the Good Shepherd is one who knows his sheep so he says I know my sheep and mine know me so a good leader I think must be first and foremost somebody who knows those he or she is leading Mm -hmm. and it's not just ordinary knowledge but knows them by name and knows their weaknesses and their strengths. I think that is what to know means. And then Jesus goes on to say, I lay down my life for my sheep. Mm. I think it is required of any leader to be so committed to the purpose for which he or she is leading the people that he or she is ready to, to die for the good of the cause and for the good of the people he or she is leading and I think the third quality I might add is that a leader must be somebody who has the ability to keep the strong and the weak together and to move in unison with them you know so maybe coming from my professional bias as a man of religion Jesus gives me one of the figures of a leader. And I think Moses, mm. definitely in the Old Testament, was a leader according to the heart of uh, Jesus Christ. You know.
1: So you, you mentioned three clear attributes. Mm-hmm. A shepherd must know the sheep. And the sheep must also know the leader definitely you mentioned that there must be commitment and a willingness to die for the cause. i believe so and thirdly there must be an ability to keep the strong and the weak together would you call these some of the three key attributes a leader myself
4: i would consider them the three key attributes the others come in as the person's own uh, art of wielding these three qualities together, together to the benefit of that which he or she wants to attain that he or she wants those he or she is leading to attain with him and also um, the ability as and when challenges and obstacles come by to be able to negotiate them without losing focus without losing the following of the sheep and without losing also you know um the, the the sense of commitment to what the person wants to do and achieve
1: will that be will these um attributes be the same in the corporate world in political leadership in the family and in ministry will these three attributes hold sway in all these areas
4: you have definitely touched something that is very crucial i believe very strongly that leadership begins already in the family mm mm-hmm the family requires a leader. The father of a family must be a leader. The mother of a family must be a leader. And even the children within the family have leadership to train to. So I believe that even in the family we need leaders. And we need leadership training. In fact, maybe the family is already the bedrock of leadership training. Yeah. I believe that in any society, corporate society, or just a loose Coming together of friends and the rest, leadership must also be exercised over there. A uh, type of leadership. Then I believe definitely when you are dealing with politics, and if politics means the art of bringing people together to attain the well being that they really want, and at the same time bringing them further to even what they themselves may not know they need. I think um, this type of leadership that Jesus enunciated is needed everywhere in various aspects of life.
1: Wow! And would you see that um, they are? T- would, you, would you call them timeless? Because you, you mentioned Moses, you mentioned Jesus, and you've mentioned today the context of our lives today. Are these principles timeless in their relevance?
4: I believe they are very, very timeless. Even though, if you go through the various epochs of life, they've taken on one or the other configuration. They definitely are timeless. Okay. Um, today, when you are talking about, you know, uh, corporate leadership, they talk about the principle of subsidiarity, the yeah. principle of, you know, reciprocity, the principle of uh, uh, solidarity, um, the pl- a whole lot of these. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's only they are putting into words that are today understandable, what I believe was there already. Look at the principle of subsidiarity, which means the leader must not do everything himself yes. or herself. Just take Moses. Yes, He was sitting judging the whole tribe of Israel himself until uh, his uh, father-in-law correct, came yeah. to him and said, look, you are killing yourself. Just select people, 70 of them, and then trust that responsibility to them. Think of it. Jethro was not one of the Chosen people, yeah. Yeah. but God used him to advise Moses on a simple, you know, tenet of uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he was wearing himself totally out. You see the point? And then you have the case where Jesus, you know, chooses 12 most awkward people and puts them together. Mm-hmm. And he gives them the simplest law, and that is whoever wants to be first among you must be your servant. Mm. So he teaches them that. A leader in a corporate organization. organization must be ready to go down to the bottom and serve even the least mm. and I believe that if you have a, a manager a chief executive you have a president who is accessible to the lowest person in his office who is friendly to his driver who is concerned about the messenger you are sure that that is a good leader so um, as I said the qualities are timeless. It's only the, the the way we call them these days that make them rather very, if I'm not using a funny word, bombastic. Sometimes.
2: Wow!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the young people listening to you will be very excited about your choice of words.
2: <laughs> um. I would, I would like to ask um, uh, Bishop that um, do we have any particular challenges in this present 21st century that may pose to someone who is trying to be a leader or someone or a leader?
4: We definitely have to admit mm-hmm. that the 21st century is very unique. The word globalization, in all its um, array or gamut, ...is that which is the biggest challenge, because it is both positive and and negative. Today, we live in the virtual presence of everywhere and at the same time. Mm. The Americans are voting for Obama and McCain, Mm. and a Ghanaian kid sitting in some little village, by the help of the transistor radio or our TV or Internet, depending on how the kid is endowed, he or she participates in what is happening over there absolutely we are living here look at what happened during the tsunami in, uh, indonesia. in the indonesia we saw it here and we 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 empathized with them we 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 all rose up to do what has to be done those are the positive challenges of this era that we live really in a global village you know where anything that happens here in ghana Mm-hmm. has repercussions in many other parts of the world, even more than we know. Look at the meltdown in, on Wall Street, and the yep. repercussions it's had in Asia, it's had in Europe, I would like to believe it's having here. Yeah. So these are some of the positive things, that virtually everything is right in your face. And And what makes it more frightening is that those who know how to take opportunity mm. of these chances, are the ones who are making big gigantic strides of development and the rest are being left behind. And sadly, enough, sometimes they are being exploited. That is where I get worried because uh, globalization without a face tends to think of only the maximization of power and profit and pleasure at the expense of the most important component of globalization. That is the human person, human resource and his or her human dignity that cannot and should not be negotiated. It's inalienable.
1: This is Springboard and Joy 99.7 FM. We're talking leadership in the 21st century and we are very fortunate to have with us a big role model. Babina from Koforudia sent this text message, your guest tonight is my role model because he makes himself all things to all people. In this case, one is able to live with all kinds of people with different character, no matter who they are. Thank you, Barbina from Archbishop. This is somebody telling you what their perspective is about your leadership.
4: Actually, she is only quoting from my coat of arms. You know, when you become a bishop, you, are, you choose a coat of arms from the scriptures. That becomes more or less... Um, um, what you want to live your life by mm, mm. when i was asked to come to accra in march 2005 looking at accra a cosmopolitan area with all the ghanaian tribes here looking at accra uh inter you know um complexity with all religions here and everyone has a right and a role here to play Looking at Accra, with all the political complexity that it offers, the social, various social strata that we have here and the rest of it, you know, I, I sat, prayed, and I said to myself, I would choose, you know, from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. I think, is it First uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22? Where St. Paul says, I make myself all, all things, things to all men, in order to win some for christ Fantastic. and i chose it as my motto so it's in latin omnibus omnia factus sum you know it, it it encapsulates it and it is true this is what i'm trying to live by wow to make myself all things to all men all peoples all tribes all political parties all uh, you know cultural peoples you know different ages and the rest because i like people mm. In fact, my hobby is collecting people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is a
1: very (laughs) unique hobby (laughs) when we come back. But before that, um, we were fortunate. As we said, we found out about your likes and we found out that you like children, you like young people. And so we hit the road and spoke to young people to find out. The understanding about leadership and you made a very important point when you're talking about globalization. The fact that young people even know about leadership as is being practiced all over the world and you will find some of the insights very amazing because it speaks to the subject you just mentioned. Let's hear what the young people have to say. You are tuning to your super hits radio, joy 99.7. Stay with us.
2: A leader is someone who leads people into doing things the right way or the wrong way. A leader is somebody who is disciplined. A leader must be somebody who doesn't drink. And a leader must be motivational. And a good leader is somebody like President Kufour. Because he was able to go to other countries and then speak peace with other people. And he was able to win the Chapman's Awards in London. So I think he's a. For
3: a good leader is somebody who is looked at from with his by his people as a prime objective in his country. A good leader, like somebody in the company, is he's always giving. He's not well. He's not furious all the time. He helps people. He understands there's problems, and he helps his company grow by doing all those things. And a good leader is always, let let's say Bar- Barack Obama. He's not American, and he's a Kenyan, and his father is Kenyan, his mother is American, but he's still he's still trying to lead America to a proper and peaceful place, and which is what the next leader of this country should do. Let's say Nana Akufo Addo. Uh, Atta Mills, uh, Jamahama, whoever, that's, that's how a leader should be. They should be giving, kind, um, prosperous. They should know the law. They should know their history. They shouldn't make up things. And when it's time for a leader to step down or to start consulting or to give up, uh, not to give up, like to, his time is over, he should do it. He shouldn't be like Mugabe um, um, and... All those people who have corrupt their African countries and their other countries. Let's take President Bush sending um, things to sending guns and things to Iraq instead of using that money to build schools and things for the for his country. He has bankrupt America because of his selfishness. Leadership is when one is chosen to control a group of people, being trusted by them, being a leader for a country. You should fight for your country. The leader is a person who is smart looking. He comes earlier to job before everybody. He has a lot of inspiration in the job. If he's your leader and you mistreat him, one day you need him and you, too, when you need him, he won't be there for you. So treat your leader very good.
0: Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy ninety nine point seven.
1: Wow, and if you're impressed with these children, we spoke to them from the Soul Clinic International, St. Paul's Lutheran School, and the Ring Road East Primary School in the Kanda Cluster of Schools. Come forward, just give us some endorsement by mentioning their names for me.
2: Well, we spoke to David Asante Buateng, Andrew Welsh, Rose Andor, Angel Adede Mensa, Oracle Reynolds, Selassie Charles, Rachel McTawi, Abigail Yeboah, Ametu Idrisu, and Rashid Ibrahim thank you so much for spending time with us and hanging out with us so you give us that such inspiring and such thought provoking um Contribution. contributions about leadership
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah um Abhishev, are you surprised 10 year olds
4: i am not children speak the truth nothing but the truth and they've told it they told us what they expect of us. Mm-hmm. Want to, want to to save you. We've got oh, one two seven. They don't, they don't, you know, sweeten it up, and uh, they don't. You uh, know, they, they are frank and honest. And I believe that when you hear children, um, it, you should immediately stop and think. If even you think somebody must have told them or something of the sort, it is up to you to make good use of the critical assessment they are making. And um, I admire the kids for that.
1: They touched on their own list of things that they expect from the leader. And they mentioned leading people in the right way with discipline. And h- how critical is that one as a leadership attribute?
4: It definitely is important. A leader cannot be perfect. But the leader must be somebody who is seen striving after perfection. Hmm. He or she must be somebody who is working hard at virtue to acquire it so that he or she can be an example of how difficult it is but at the same time go along with the people whom he or she is leading, you see. So I believe that is it. Discipline is definitely important. Mm. I I always say that we need first and foremost to accept being disciplined in the beginning like children, from loving parents we acquire it through the spirit of obedience yeah. until gradually it becomes self-discipline so that you are propelled from within. You are no more propelled from without because there is a cane or there is a toffee or there is a policeman or something of the sort. You just do it naturally because it is good. And in discipline, what also comes hand in hand with it is that it helps you also to, to begin to look at the fact that Your freedom should stop where somebody else's rights begin, Mm -hmm. you know. So um, uh, discipline also leads you into being able to accept the fact that the world is not yours alone Mm
2: -hmm.
4: and that it is for all of us and that together we can do better. So um, the kids have mentioned it, you know. There is more to discipline, unfortunately, than many people often think it is. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, They also mentioned leadership by example. How important is that?
4: Oh, as for that, I don't think uh, we should we should overlook that at all, and it should begin from parents. Really, from parents. Maybe if I go back to the Bible again, where I'm quite conversant. If you look at you know Luke's Gospel, chapter two, verses forty-one to fifty-two, it talks about Jesus, the boy Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, when before he got lost in the temple. The scripture passage says every year his parents used to go down to Jerusalem for the Passover. Every year, religiously, they went. And he says when he was 12, they took him along. Here are parents who themselves live by example what they believe.
2: Okay.
4: When they went to Jerusalem and they offered the sacrifice and they finished and they were coming away, the boy Jesus got lost. Again, here are parents, father and mother. Honestly, put foster father and mother. And yet, they were united in their purpose to go and look for the boy. Mm-hmm. They went, they looked for the boy Jesus. After three days, they found him. They took him along with them and walked back with them to uh, Nazareth. And the scripture says, He went home with his parents. He was obedient unto them. And the boy Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature before God. I have always used this passage, especially for teachers and for parents, that we should look at Mary and Joseph. They were exemplary in what they believed in, and they were exemplary in also their, uh, united in their approach to, you know, helping the child to grow. So, I believe that um, leadership should start very much from the home, with parents. Sometimes I get very worried today because... Unfortunately, there are too many single-parent homes. Some are real because maybe the father is dead, or maybe the father is not available or something, you know. But some are totally artificial because some of our men do not find time to be home with their wives towards their bringing of the children. And believe it, I have noticed that most of our young boys today are losing their self-esteem and self-confidence, whereas the girls are really flourishing and becoming very, very confident, self-confident in that. So it takes the two to really bring up in a child the ability to become a leader and definitely to acquire the sense of, you know, discipline that is required of them. If you move beyond that, leadership training, another thing that I find very beautiful, for instance, in our, the courts of our chiefs, mm-hmm. if you watch, they begin to train the young princes already. You know, they don't normally have the crown prince already, but they have a number of young people who are, you know, from the royal family, and they are sent to do errands. They are made to sit there when there are meetings, and the rest, they listen, they hear. And, the rest. and that is where socialization is very important for leadership training. Yeah. You see, I am one of the few who would not necessarily subscribe to the fact that leaders are born leaders are trained, leaders are made. And the socialization begins already from the house, Mm. where the parents inculcate in the child the tenets of leadership. You happen to be, for instance, the firstborn in a family. Naturally and automatically you'll be required to show a certain sense of responsibility for the younger ones when your parents are not there. That's already leadership training. So you have it also in the chief's palace. And that is where it goes on then into schools and the rest of it. You know. So I look at leadership as a serious socialization exercise. That must be done by parents, must be done by society, must be done also by our educational institutions and churches, of course.
1: You're listening to the Archbishop Charles Palmer talking about leadership by example, talking about the family and talking about mentoring instead of leaders being born. Archbishop, let's hone in on your favorite subject, Ghana.
4: It's not my favorite subject only. It is my only heritage from God. Who's the Ghanaian? And I don't want to trade it in for anything. Who is the Ghanaian? Maybe to put it negatively, the Ghanaian is a person who is so blessed in many, many, many ways and unfortunately is so... um, blind to what his or her gifts from God are and have been to date. When you travel out of this country and people meet you and you say you are Ghanaian, they they make you understand that there is something unique about you, something special about you that you don't even know. Mm. I mean, as of now, do you know how many countries are looking up to Ghana for us to do the best we can during these elections. And it's just to tell you what expectation they have of us. You know, when you go to conferences as a Ghanaian and you stand up and you speak, they are amazed at your English, they are amazed at your erudition, they are amazed at the wisdom that you can, you know, really bring forth and the rest of it. How many Ghanaians have not been given all sorts of positions around the place? I don't say other countries have not been given. They have also been given. But what I want is that the Ghanaian should be a person who knows and appreciates what he or she has as blessings. We've been a very blessed nation, and we must thank God for it, and we must work harder to make it a paradise for all of us. You see, the name Ghana Mm -hmm. from Arabic actually means land of gold. It has the same origin as the word gold. Guinea. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: That's where the you know it comes from, and because of the gold that was found in and around this area, beginning from way up beyond Mali and the yeah. rest of where the old Ghana Empire was, that is where the name Ghana came from, which Kwame Nkrumah chose to call this country. Ghana is a land that is blessed, blessed in its people, mm-hmm. blessed in mineral resources. Mm-hmm and natural resources blessed also in its spiritual resources and historically we've been through 51 years of uh, very eventful period and when we look back we can only thank god for the blessings that we have received today so the Ghanaian is just a person who is blessed that's all i can say
1: so your summary is blessed but blind Sadly so. Sadly so. So as a, as a minister, normally when, when you talk about the blind, you talk about the opening of the eyes. Um, how can the eyes of Ghanaians be open to this blessing?
4: I would wish we don't sit and only compare ourselves with the good sides of Europe and America. As if some of those good sides are not found here. Because there are many, many, many good things here in this country. You see, um, there are good countries, there are good things everywhere. But what the Ghanaian needs to know is that this is my heritage. The Lord God created Ghana and He saw it was very good and put me here. And the Lord God put me here because He saw I was also good. And therefore, if the Lord has entrusted so much to me as a Ghanaian, then I think it is a charge that the Lord God has given me mm. to make what I have the into the best yeah. for myself, because Absolutely. that is what is mine. Not anything else anywhere.
1: Wow. It is 21 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock, and that, let me start with omnibus omnia factus sum. That's is the Latin quote of arms of the Archbishop Charles Gabriel Palmer Buckle? My Adisco friends, don't call into the show and tell me that my Latin is like English. I promise I will not listen to you. Omnibus omnia factus sum. That I may be all things to all men. Right, so what are the thoughts that he shared in, in 2008 and how relevant are they today? I'm going to begin the phone lines very shortly for your thoughts, but I can tell you that Listening to the man in 2008 was almost like he was speaking right today. He talked about knowing the people, being committed to them, and then keeping the weak and the strong together and balancing them out as three timeless leadership principles. He talked about the fact that names like, or principles like subsidiarity, reciprocity, and humility are timeless, but they've been given different names. He called them bombastic names as if they are different from the principles in the scriptures. He spoke about globalization and the opportunities that it opens, and at the same time also it can be a faceless uh, phenomenon that leaves behind the vulnerable. His habit or his hobby is collecting people. Somewhere else in that interview he talked about his dancing skills, but I didn't catch that one for you today, but he spoke about we, we, we had 10-year-olds sharing their perspective on leadership and they spoke about stepping down when you have to step down, being humble, not squandering the resources of the nation, being punctual, treating people well, and it's just amazing that perspective they brought and they asked Mugabe to step down. He didn't hear. He stepped down much later than they said. Much later, all right. We also spoke about single parent homes, absentee fathers and the implications for boys and the implications for girls. He subscribed to the idea that leaders are not born but trained or socialized and the beginning point to him is the home. Even when people are asked to look after their siblings, that is part of their leadership orientation. And then he ended by saying that a Ghanaian is a person who is so blessed and yet so blind to who they are and what they have. And those are the thoughts of the Archbishop Charles Gabriel Pavel I'm going to go to this break and bring you some messages from our sponsors. When I come back, I have a surprise for you. As we celebrate Springboard at 10, who is, who is a leader and what is the perspective on leadership? Let me pay my respects to Echo Bank and say and tell you about it, thanks a million promo. So the excitement is on. Last week, 35 of our clients received cash prizes for being among the highest transacting customers on the Echo Bank mobile app. This week, another batch of 35 customers will be awarded for transacting on the Echo Bank mobile app. Let me pause and see. The only reason I was disqualified is because. By being the host of this show, I am regarded as an affiliate of Ecobank, and therefore I was dis- 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 disqualified. Otherwise, I have done several transactions this week and I am going to send a protest to Ecobank. <laughs> Be one of the 35 winners this week and take home mega cash, mega prizes including cash and shopping vouchers. To participate in this promo, simply download the Ecobank mobile app from the Play Store or the Apple Store or dial star 770 hash and activate your express account. Buy airtime, send mobile money, pay bills, and do a cardless withdrawal. Send money to another bank, and send money across Africa on the EcoBank mobile app. Don't be left out. Be a winner and join in the celebration. EcoBank, definitely without a doubt, is the pan-African bank. MTM wants you to remember the time when you called the Slay Queens and you were so sure you spoke for only two minutes, but when you, sh- or when you shared all those pictures and videos on the Big Boys Club WhatsApp platform, and you were certain you use only 100 megabytes of your data, and yet your network is telling you a different story. Isn't that frustrating? Now, MTN tells you exactly what you spend, where. When you spend it and what you spent it on. This means that on MTN you know exactly how much you spend on your phone calls, browsing your favorite websites, social media surfing, and text messages. Simple. With star five four five hash, it's become so much easier to stay on top of your daily, weekly, or monthly usage. Only on Ghana's number one network, MTN. Just dial star 545 hash to assess your statement on MTN everywhere you go. Central University, Ghana's leading private Christian university and home to students from over 25 countries, invites qualified candidates to join the 2018 2019 academic year. Central University has 29 bachelor's and master's degree programs on offer. Simply send the word admission to WhatsApp line plus two three three two three 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 one three one eight zero to request for a copy of the admission brochure with details about the institution, the undergraduates, the graduates and the professional programs. Apply now. If you live in Kumasi, so you don't have to travel all the way to Accra. Visit our campus at Aja near Calvary Charismatic Center. Central University, raising transformational leaders through faith, integrity, and excellence. So before the break, I was listening to these young people sharing their thoughts about leadership. And they were aged 10, exactly 10 years ago. They talked about punctuality, treating people well, respecting people protecting the resources of the organization that you, sh- you serve, stepping down when your time is up. And they cited Mugabe. I have managed to find one of those 10-year-olds who spoke 10 years ago, aged now probably 20. Good evening, Orakin Reynolds. Good evening. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. I am reliably informed that you are a third-year electrical engineering student at Ashesi University. Yes, that's true. My goodness. So tell me, did, did listening to the the playback and listening to the young people talk and my interaction at the time with Archbishop Charles Gabriel Parabaco, were you one of those from Soul Clinic or or the Kanda Cluster of Schools or the which which one were you from? Um, I was in
4: Seoul
1: Clinic. Right. I, I, I suppose that be, being on campus or you didn't you didn't get to hear the interview. Did you did you hear it tonight? No. All I right. Don't. So you missed it narrowly. Somebody was listening and said, ah, Oracle, Oracle. I know him. He's at Ashesi University. So I, I, I don't know whether you were the one who said uh, Mugavi done, <laughs> or you were the one who said treat people well, or you were the one who said punctuality. Let me ask you, which one do you think you said? Uh, Looking at uh, how you, you, your mindset 10 years ago, which one did you say? Oh, that would be a tricky one. <laughs> um... I didn't really treat people well, but I, I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you treat people well today? Yes, the, Are you living out of that particular value? Do you treat people well? Yes, yes. Oracle, tell me, if somebody were to... Oracle, tell me, if somebody were to meet you today as a, an undergraduate and ask mm-hmm. you about leadership, what would your perspective be today?
4: Okay. So, um, as of now, two... Um,
1: my learning and, and in, uh, um, like I've realized that leadership is a bit more encompassing than maybe what
4: I thought before. So like, to, to, um, define a leader, first maybe have to look at, um, leadership roles in general, like there are like political leaders, um, leaders of ethnic groups and um, all sorts of leaders.
3: But I think what maybe stands out is that like, um, a leader, is more a representative of the people who takes it upon his or herself
1: to, um, be the visionary of his people or his or her people, uh, and also, um,
2: serves, um, Put in efforts to
1: serve the people. Right. Yes. I'm going to send you the playback of the entire interview as your special gift to commemorate Springboard at ten. And as you listen, when mm-hmm. you locate your voice, give me a call and let me know. Let me know what you said then, what you are saying now, the difference in perspective, mm-hmm. and what has influenced influenced your your current train of thoughts. Or I can okay. nice mm-hmm. touching base with you. And I wish you well. <laughs> So I, I, I hereby induct you so that every single week you will join us on Springboard Adventure University and learn from this platform. Sure thing, sure. Right, shorten All right, so enjoy the evening. That was Orakin Reynolds, one of the young people who talked about leadership when he was aged 10, and he's now a third-year student at Ashesee University. So talking about young people and perspectives, let me give you some piece of good news. And if you have a teenager anywhere close by you, I mean, if you have a teenager in your home, this is good news for them because next week, Monday through till Friday, it's that big event that brings together the finest teenagers in this country. And why is it so big? This year, the focus of the entire Springboard Legacy and Legacy Group is about technology, it's about developing people in the area of technology strategy and helping them to find best practices. And so the teenage version is what we call the teen and that comes off on the 20th to the 24th of August at the Kofi ICT Center at Rage. And so if your child or your ward is aged between 12 and 17, that is the best place to put them. We are excited to have them and take them through um, group courses that focus group one on robotics, group group two on how to develop an app, Group 3 on coding and software design. Group 4 on illustration and animation. And the final group on photography and videography. By the time these children are through, not only will they have been significantly developed in their choice area of interest or choice, they would also get an overview of the remaining four areas and come back with another layer added to their lives. Who knows? In addition to whatever else they are studying in school, this could become an... Additional area of engagement for their career or ultimately they could end up branching into this area. So expose your words and help them expand their horizons. Simple. Just call, text, or WhatsApp 024-9999-555. 24 Let me say a big thank you to Annan ICT Center, Letty Art, MINT Innovations or Mint Innovations, Farmhouse Productions, Derisco Baltic and Type Company. These are the supporters of Teenpreneurship, standing with the Springboard Roadshow Foundation to invest in these teenagers. The number again zero two four nine 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 five five five. And your teenager can attend the Teenpreneurship Conference next week, Monday through to Friday. It's the best investment you can make in them for the for the long vacation, as they call it. Finally, let me tell you about the Festival of Ideas. Every single year, it's that big event that brings together leaders to deliberate on a chosen theme. And this year, the theme is strategy, leveraging strategy, technology, and best practices. The Festival of Ideas comes off at the Marriott Hotel at the airport city. There is one reason why you must attend, and two, and three, and four reasons, maybe seven, but let me give you just one. It is that gathering where you meet like minds. And when you rub off your ideas with others and exchange ideas, you come away finding that there are other people who are also rising to the top, doing great stuff. And one idea you pick from them could save your company millions or could generate new revenue for your organization, cut down on your cost. I recall the session with Charles Mensah um, a couple of years ago at the the Labadi Beach Hotel and how practical it was, practical tips on how to cut down on costs. Charles, good evening. I'm sure you're listening tonight. Of course, I know you're listening. You are a regular on the virtual university. I mean, you can never go wrong with a festival of ideas. And the morning sessions have three plenaries, and then they also have a colloquium where ten leaders come together to debate and discuss the various aspects of the team and then there is a 90-minute breakout session before the networking launch. The evening is a time for big CEOs to deliberate on the team, share ideas, and to think about how to leverage strategy, technology, and best practices. Again, the number to call, text, or WhatsApp for details about the Festival of Ideas. 02499 nine nine five 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 if you find that number engaged for any reason the second number that you can engage is zero five four four three one five one six one zero five four four three one five one six one the festival is actually this Thursday. the morning session is from 8 a.m. till 1 p.m. And the evening session from 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. If you register for the morning, it doesn't necessarily mean you must attend the evening. Choose the one that suits you. The morning is for middle belts, middle managers, aspiring to become CEOs and directors. And the evening is for CEOs and directors. No matter who you are on the management ladder, you belong to either the the morning session or the evening session. So we'll see you at the Marriott International Hotel at the airport city. As we look at leveraging strategy, technology, and best practice, let me end with a quote about ideas from James R. Smith that says, There is nothing in the world more powerful than an idea. No weapon can destroy it, no power can conquer it except the power of another idea let me also end with my latin quote that i know i'm not quoting well but i was told quote it: omnibus omnia factus sum matthew please shift omnibus omnia factus sum if you think i pronounced it wrongly you know where to find me albert any Ukrainian on facebook go to my facebook page And pronounce it correctly and post it on my Facebook page. I will listen to you and next week when I come, pronounce it correctly. Until then, on behalf of Comfort, Matthew, Amos, Priscilla, and Emmanuel, my name is Albert Okran. God bless you, God bless
0: you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone.